0: Good afternoon, people of God. We're glad that you're here. We thank God for all of you who are, who are faithful to the cause, those of you that continuously come and hear the Word of God and allow God to build you up and let the Word of God give you your inheritance. Well, as we get ready to get started, I want to begin just by putting this out there. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but those of you that have heard the uh, Debt-Free Challenge this year, We are going to be debt-free this year. We are going to pay our church off. Amen. We are. And we are going to, you know, with this foolishness going on around us, no school buses. Uh, You look around and you see all of the uh, people uh, on strike. You look around and you see how there is not enough people to fill jobs. This economy is going crazy. This economy is tripping. And God doesn't want us to be a part of it. So I encourage you. We know that we have the corporate debt-free challenge, but I encourage you to also do a personal debt-free challenge because you don't want to be hooked into all of this stuff whenever the final curtain drops. (laughs) Amen. So that was, we wanted 45 people to give $1,000 each and that would pay our church off. We've already had some participation. We've had several people who said, I want to be a part of it, but I'm just saying this, and I thank God for that, but we are only going to count it when it's down. Amen. We're glad that you want to be a part, and we appreciate your efforts. We appreciate your thoughts, but we want to put it down. Uh, we, We want to make sure that we have moved forward in it. And so if I'm thinking right, we need 41 more, and we have numerous people who have said, I want to be a part of it as well. So, uh, you know, I thank God for that. We are going to do it. God is going to do it. And he's going to use you and I to do it. He's going to use those. He take the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Now, enough about that. I want to talk to you uh, this afternoon about something that I've seen it. You've seen it with the holiday seasons. We just coming out of them uh people are discouraged people are frustrated people are are, or or they feel alone well you know what i want to know here is is that there are times in your life when the crowd has dissipated and it seems like no matter how hard you try to do the right thing it seems like that no one seems to even notice or don't even care how many of you feel like that. You try, you you, you put out as much effort as you can. And it just seems like you're still a loner. When those that you loved and those that you worked with, they walk away from you and leave you and they take their support with them. Anybody? How how many of you had people like that? When your friends betray you, those who you thought were friends and they walk away from you, and it seems like they leave you confused when your family, when they misunderstand you and they don't get you anymore. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And it just seems like those that you thought would know that would understand, they no longer understand. And it seems as though that it's a big wall it's a, between you. There's a huge gulf between you, a distance between you. Um, When those that, Were your comrades in battle who went to battle with you (laughs) and they decide that you are to blame (laughs) for their problems and their pain that they are going through? Anybody like that? In the midst of all of those trying times, one thing you're going to have to learn how to do, you're going to have to learn how to encourage yourself in the Lord. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Now, I know we've heard a lot about that. I told you, I said, you know, I realized that with this pandemic and there has been the separation that we've had within church, uh, in church learning, <laughs> in person learning, that there's going to be a detox going back. People are not going to really be feeling church like that. People are not going to really be feeling their assignment anymore. People are not going to really be feeling like, you know, I don't want to do the God thing anymore. Are you listening to what I'm saying? And there are going to be a lot of people that's going to be depressed and frustrated and separated. And during those times, the enemy is going to turn up the notch. And I'm telling you, you are going to have to learn how to encourage yourself in the Lord. I want to go to a set of scriptures and and revisit these scriptures because we've seen them before. We've talked about them before. And I want to go back to them. uh, These scriptures I'm referring to, First 1 Samuel chapter 30. 1 Samuel chapter 30. Carry on with me if you would. And we can start reading at verse 1. Very familiar scriptures. The Bible says, And it came to pass that when David and his men came to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire. The Bible says, and had taken the women captive, and that all that there were therein, they slew not any, either great nor small, but they carried them away, and they went on their way. The Bible says, and so David and his men came to the city, and beheld, it was burned with fire, and uh, their wives and their sons and their daughters were all taken captive. Then David and the people that were with him, they lifted up their voice, the Bible says, and they wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captive, Ahinoam, and the Jezreelitis, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And then the Bible says in verse 6, and David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all of them were grieved. Now, the Bible says, and every, listen to this, and every man for his son and his daughter, but David encouraged himself in his God. Now, what we see here is a situation to where David was off somewhere miles away, attempting to join himself with the, with the um, Philistines who were enemies of Israel. And remember the statement he made when he said that he was going to kill Goliath. And he said, the uncircumcised Philistines shall be as one of the other uh uh um, as one of the other victories that I've that I've experienced. So he was off trying to join them in battle and fight with them. He left his city unguarded. Now the Bible says is that they rejected him. They told him they didn't want him to fight with them. And so they sent David back home. Had it, And I believe that was God, because had David not been sent back home, who knows the time that would have elapsed, they may have killed all of the wives and children. And uh, because of having the time to do so. However, when David was coming back home, in the distance, David saw smoke on the horizon. Normally when you're coming back in, you have people who run out to greet you uh, because you have come back in with the spores of war and David didn't see anybody coming out to greet him. All he saw was smoke. And as they came upon Ziglag, they saw that Ziglag had been decimated. Are you listening? They saw that the city had been destroyed, burned to the ground. And so David discovered that it was the Amalekites who had done this. Now, I won't go into all of this, but Saul left the Amalekites alive when God said destroy them. They would not have been here at that time. But we know the story of Saul, he didn't obey God. The Bible says that they wept until they had no more tears. Guys, have you ever? been so burdened down? Have you ever been so heavy over something or someone that you wept, that you could not sleep at night and it's disturbed your spirit and you wept and you wept until your tear ducts were dry and that all you had was just the the, the emotional sound of being discouraged and depressed? Have you ever been awakened in the middle of the night and couldn't go back to sleep? because of the things that troubled you. Have you ever been so wore down when it came down to your bills and your finances and you couldn't sleep? And every time you try to get comfortable, you were awakened again. Have you ever had a relationship that was destroyed and you felt like you lost a part of yourself and you could not uh, get any rest? You could sleep, but you couldn't rest. Have you ever been there? Then the Bible says this is where David were and and the men that was with him. The Bible says that they were they 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 were tearless. They cried. Now you know on the inside of you I can tell you this. David at that time his his um entourage, his army, the people that was with him at this time you know that they were blame, blaming David. At this time, they were saying to David, it's your fault had we not been with you. We would have been here to protect. You know, and a lot of times, you as the leader, you catch a lot of that flack. Why? Because as the leader, it's all your fault. (laughs) Are you listening? So this is what happened with David. His men began to go from sorrow to anger. You know, that's the next stage. And the Bible says, the men start talking about stoning David. Now, I want you to see this. They turned on him. I want to ask you this. Have you ever experienced betrayal or you've been wronged? And especially by people who you felt like was 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 your road dog, your ride or die. You felt like that they were your 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 homies. You felt like you knew them. And yet the sting of betrayal. You know the Bible talks about how Judas came up to Jesus and a lot of times in betrayal, you don't see it when it's happening because people continue to kiss you as they betray you. Are you listening? So here, the Bible says that David, with these men that he went out to battle with, I want to show you something. I want to read a scripture to you in uh, in Psalms 41. I want you to go to Psalms 41, and um, let's look at verse 7. The Bible says, And all that hate me whisper together against me. Against me do they devise my hurt. He said, an evil disease say they that cleave it fast unto him. He's got COVID. (laughs) And now that he lieth, he shall rise up no more. Listen to what David said. Yea, my own familiar friend in whom I trusted, which did eat my bread, have lifted up his heels against me. Now, This is not talking about people that you feel like that uh, are enemies. This is talking about people who you've gone to battle with. This is what makes it so tough, so hurtful. You've gone to war with them, and yet he said they whisper. And I can tell you right now, people are whispering about you. They're whispering about me. You know, you can't get caught up in that. But people are—that's people's nature, and it's still, it still—it doesn't matter whether it's people that you've known for a long time. I'm here to tell you. You know, my daddy had a saying. <laughs> my daddy had a lot of sayings. One of his sayings was, "Every goodbye ain't gone, and every close eye ain't sleep." <laughs> are you listening? So here, what we see is David is talking about his own familiar friend who did sup with him, went out and ate fish with him. Are you listening? Have lifted up his heels against me. Let me continue to move on. And he said, and I'll just read this one scripture and I'll move on. Be thou, O Lord, this is verse 10. Be merciful unto me and raise me up that I may requite them. He had to turn to the Lord and said, Lord, raise me up. How many of you have been like that? And then listen to this. As David came back, and at this time, there was a lot of finger pointing going on. And David, I'm sure, was being separated from their company. And at this time, he was spiritually, physically, and emotionally He was spent. Are you listening? He was spent. He had all of his natural support was gone. David was in a dark place. You ever been like that? David was in a dark place. And that dark place is when you don't have any answers. That dark place is when you are confused. That dark place is when you don't understand. That dark place is when it doesn't make sense to you. That dark place is when all that you thought you knew was a mirage. Are you listening to what I'm saying? And I'm telling you, life will deal you a hand like that. Life will do it to you. You will get into a dark place. The enemy's MO is to divide and conquer. He always wants to separate you from wisdom. He always wants to separate you from the anointed. He wants to separate you from the power of God. He wants to separate you from assistance. Are you listening to what I'm saying? He wants you to be a loner. He wants you to be the long ranger. Are you listening? This is what happened to Judas. This is how Judas got overthrown. He began to slowly drift. He tried the same thing with Peter. Peter began to follow from afar. Oh yeah, he was not, you know, before he was always there encouraging. He was always there. I'm like Aaron and her. I'll lift up your hands and little by little, he began to drift into the background. <clears throat> and I believe I heard one, one guy saying, he said, many people don't like that. He said, they start out at your feet. Oh, you great man or woman of God. He said, but then when they end up, they end up at your throat. Are you listening? Why? Because of familiarity. Let's continue to move on here because we want to talk about encouraging yourself. And I'm trying to, Trying to let you know that if you are there right now, if you are to a place where, and, and you know, I, I can tell you, sometimes these separations come, they're not planned. It's just because there's a lot of circumstances that cause your life to go in the different directions and separations become uh, imminent. And the distance, I have good friends that I haven't spoken to in a while. But I try to make it my business to text them uh, occasionally, uh, to pick up the phone and call them occasionally, and to to stay in touch with them. Why? Because you're going to need prayer warriors. You're going to need those that know the word of God. Last thing you want to do is be in a crowd of cardinal people when the devil comes. Are you listening? That's the last thing you want to do. So here, David was in that dark place. So I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to show you what you need to do in order for you to come out of this, in order for you to encourage yourself. It's easy to say it, but if you don't know how to go about doing it, see, the Bible says you are heavy through many manifold temptations. But put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. There comes a time that you're going to have to praise God in spite of everything you see. There comes a time where you're going to have to reach back and find a way in order to lift up your hands by faith and say, God, I thank you. I remember John P. Key said, when you find yourself slipping, you got to reach up and tie a new knot. You got to do something to keep you from falling out of this race. I know I'm talking to somebody right now. I know that the enemy thought he had you but the word has come and it's a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway. Now, I want you to listen to me. Go to Psalms 142. And I'm going to show you how to come out of this. Psalms 142. Because you don't need to be there. See, there is going to come a time that your praise of the Lord, but is not going to knock on the door. There's going to come a time you might not hear your favorite song. There is going to come a time no one is going to be cheering you on And you're going to need to know what to do to keep from being overthrown. How many of you hearing me right now? Tell somebody, if you're there, I'll come get you. (laughs) Praise God. Amen. Don't just say it in the chat. You need to pick the phone up sometimes. And you need to call somebody when it's not something that you want all the time. Call somebody to say, I just want to see how you're doing. Call somebody to encourage them. Don't let it always be a one-sided relationship. Because I'm telling you right now, any relationship that does not have reciprocity will eventually die. That's a good word for somebody. Now, here Psalms 142. Listen to this. Listen to the condition of someone who's, who's, who's got that battle going on. He said, when my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then thou knewest my path. In the way wherein I walk, have they privately laid a snare for me? He said, I looked on my right hand and beheld there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. He said, and I cried unto thee, O Lord. I said, thou art my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. He said, attend unto my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. He said, bring my soul. That's your will, your mind, your emotions. You're all locked up. Bring your internal person, bring them out of prison that I may praise thy name. The righteous shall compass me about, for thou shalt deal bountifully with me. I'm here to tell you I've been there, I've done that. Sometimes, man, that you have labored, there's times that you have given, there's times that you have sown, there's times that you have helped people, there's times that you have given your last. And then when people think that you have fallen to rise no more, I've seen it before, many times, long time ago, but I've seen it. You pull up to the stoplight and people recognize that that's you on the other side and they just continue to look forward. They won't even turn and look over because they might have to wave at you. You Are you understanding what I'm saying? People, he said, I look to the left hand and no man would know me. People have amnesia. They've forgotten all that you meant to them. They've forgotten all the things that you've done. They've forgotten all the things you brought them out of. Are you listening to me? But I'm here to tell you, don't go into a pity party. These are things that will happen in life. In this world, you will have tribulation. But the Bible says, be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. Don't get caught up in the things that you have done because you are a living sacrifice. Paul said it better. He said, I die daily. You are going to have to die daily. You're going to have to come to a place where you are like John. In St. John chapter 14 and verse 30, he said, I must decrease, but he must increase. You got to come to a place where you are not alive anymore. You are a living sacrifice. You can't always pay attention to a suffered wrong. You can't always have your feelings on your sleeve. You can't always go back and try to repay evil for evil. You can't always try to keep score. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You are bigger than that. You are better than that. You have grown up. Farther than that, are you listening? There's going to be things that are happening. There are going to be people in your life that are going to do you wrong. They did it in the past. They're doing it today, and they will do it tomorrow. But you got to come to a place that you know that your God liveth, that your Redeemer liveth. You got to know. You got to put things into perspective. So the first thing you have to do in bringing yourself out of this is you got to rekindle. Are you listening? Rekindle. What do I mean by that? Rekindle your passion with your relationship with the Lord. You got to go back and and know you got to look at your past victories. You got to say, this is not the first time the devil said, that I was down. This is not the first time that he told me I wasn't coming out. This is not the first time that he told me I was sinking to rise no more. This is not the first time that he told me that I would never ever become anything. This is not the first time that he took all of my support from away from me. You are going to have to learn how to be self-sustaining. You, God, and the Holy Spirit, you are going to have to learn that you learn that you learn. I can do this. Am I talking to somebody out there today? You got to know, excuse me, that God is with you. The Bible says, and if God is with you, no one can successfully be against you. Let me tell you something. You don't necessarily come just as a package deal. See, you have to work out your own salvation. Everyone is not where you are and everyone has not gone through what you've gone through. There are some people that could not have made it through what you've gone through. You got to look back at like David did and say, when he had to fight Goliath, when he had to fight the biggest battle in his life, he said, you know, I got to remember back. When the lion came, he said, I slew him. He said, then the bear came and I slew him too. And then he said, and not only that, Saul lifted up his heel against me and chased me and decided he was going to kill me. He said, but God had my back. And then this uncircumcised Philistine, who represents the biggest challenge I've ever had in my life, he shall be as one of them. You got to know who your God is. He said, you come to me in the name of... Of this, of this, of the army of the Philistines, but I come to you in the name of the Lord God Almighty, the God Mighty in battle. So you got to begin to know who you are and know whose you are. You got to begin to look at all your past victories. How many times did he tell you you weren't going to pay your rent? How many times did he tell you you were going to be swallowed up in debt? How many times did he tell you this sickness is unto death? How many times did he tell you? Your relationship was over. It was done. You're in a marriage right now that's you're suffering. And you don't need to be with anybody. You can do it by yourself. How many times did the enemy sell you a lie? Or he told you you couldn't make it by yourself. Look at you. Look at you. Stop. Take a praise break and look at you. Look at what God has brought you through by yourself. Look at what God has done in your life by yourself. Look at what God has built in your life by yourself. You might not want, you might not have what you want, but you are not in the bondage of what you had. Oh, praise God. Oh yeah, this is a good time to praise God. I got to finish this. So the first thing is to rekindle your passion. When you begin to think about what the Lord, you know, the Psalm said. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my very soul shall cry out, hallelujah. I thank God. I thank God. I thank God for saving me. Praise God. You got to think about the goodness of the Lord. The the Bible says, when I think uh, to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, you got to go back and think about all of those past victories and rekindle your passion back with the Lord. Now, the next thing you have to do is you have to regroup. Are you listening? You got to regroup? You got to stop and get a plan. You got to regroup because God is not through with you yet. The Bible says he that have begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Christ Jesus. God is not done with you yet. It don't matter what they say about you. It's not what they say about you, it's what you respond to. Are you listening to what I'm saying? It does not define you. What you may have lost don't define you. But just like Job, God has got a plan to give you back better than what you had before. You got to stay with him. Are you listening? You got to remember that it's been God who has kept You all, the while you got to take inventory and discard all of those things that are holding you down and weighing you down and keeping you down. You got to get rid of those things. Are you listening to what I'm saying? The Bible says in Psalms 124, he says in verse one, he said, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say, Put your name right there. Put your name right there. And you say, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, when men rose up against us, when the devil rose up against us, when the economy rose up against us, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? Sometimes we just forget. We get amnesia and we forget to go back. You got to remember. God is with you. God is for you. Don't allow the devil to talk you out of your support system. Don't you allow the devil to talk you out. It does not matter. Stop being in a pity party. Stop sitting around saying, if they love me, if they care for me, God loves you. And he is more than enough. Are you listening? Praise God, I got to finish. I got to finish. So the first one is to rekindle your passion. The second one is to regroup. The third one is to refocus. Are you listening? You got to refocus on the mission. God is not done with you yet. See, this is what David had to do. David had to forget about these guys were the same ones that were my ride or die. Now they want to kill me. He got to remember we are in the midst of a deficit. These people have come in. And they have destroyed our city and burned it to the ground. Now I'm looking over to the right and to the left. And none of these guys seem to know me anymore. What do I do right now? i tell you what I got to do. I got to get a plan. That means I need to regroup. So you got to refocus on your mission. What did God call you to do? Have you finished your course? Have you finished your course? Absolutely not. You got to go back. You got to go back. So he refocused. And this is what he did. He said, bring me an ether. He put that ether on because he knew that the blood was about to be, the the blood was about to be splattered. When the blood of Jesus, you got to get back under the blood of Jesus. See, because when he put that ephod on, he put that outer clothing on that kept the blood from getting on his clothes. But the blood began to protect him because it was the blood of the sacrifice. You got to get back. You got to put yourself back. He got an ether, He began to turn his attention away from the people who had wronged him, had betrayed him, had left him. He turned his the people that misunderstood him and didn't want to know him anymore. He turned his attention back. Back to the Lord. He began to refocus. And he went. He said, I will inquire of the Lord. Guys, I'm telling you right now, you need to hear from God again. This is where you are right now. You need to hear the voice of God again. It's been a long time since God gave you a plan. You've been doing your own plan, asking God to bless it. But you have not got a plan from God. It's time for you to go back and let God tell you what he wants you to do in the midst of this situation. Because whatever he tells you, there is victory in it. So he went back to the Lord. He said, I need to hear from the Lord. I've heard what they had to say. I've heard what the Philistines had to say. I've heard what my best friends had to say. Lord, what have you got to say? He said, shall I pursue? You need to get a plan from the Lord. Shall I pursue? That's very important. You know why? Because many of you need to stop chasing things that aren't for you. See, many times we are chasing things that conflict with our assignment. We're chasing things that is for someone else. You remember how Israel began to look over at the other nations and saw them that they had a king and their preoccupation with someone else's vision made it become a desire for them and it was never meant for them. Stop looking at what other people are doing. You never know what God wants to do with you. You can't allow your focus to be on what God is doing in someone else's life. He says, shall I pursue? Stop chasing things that's not for you. We're wasting our time trying to be somebody that God never called us to be trying to do something that God never told us to do. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? I hope I'm reaching someone. Stop trying to chase things that's not for you because the Bible says that the blessings of the Lord will chase you. You don't have to chase the blessing. Oh, praise God. Praise God. These things don't define you. And I'll tell you something else too. Many times these things you are chasing are temporary. And temporary things, as I said before, will never satisfy an eternal being. The Bible says God has put eternity in our heart. God has made you hunger for something that is eternal in its nature. God has made you hunger for something that you can't be satisfied with here on the earth. He's placed a void on the inside of you that only he and his will can fill. Are you listening to me? So you need to go back and hear the voice of God once again. Are you listening? Now, let me close this thing. I got to finish. So we said you had to rekindle. We said we had you had to regroup. You had to refocus. And lastly, you got to recover. Praise God. You got to recover. He said, shall I pursue? And the Lord told him, he said in First in Samuel chapter 30 and verse 8, He said, thou surely shall pursue them, and without fail, you shall recover all. Now, God is either going to tell you to pursue and recover all, or he's going to tell you break off that path, because the enemy is dangling something in front of you that's never meant for you. You're going to have to know what's meant for you. We waste our time, our life, our energy, our resources. Chasing things that make other people look good. But they're not for us. Are you listening? It doesn't mean God don't want you to be blessed. But the blessing God wants to give you will look different in its nature than what they have. And it will satisfy you because it starts on the inside of you. Are you listening? Until you get God's perspective on what you're pursuing and what you are doing, your life will always be overwhelmed and undersatisfied. If you're there right now, and you seem like no matter what you do, how many of you remember when you got thirsty? You drink Pepsi, you drink Coke, Mountain Dew, lemonade, sweet tea, and no matter what you drink, Those things just held you down and made you low and lethargic, made you waterlogged because you still needed water to quench your thirst. This is the answer right now. The reason why you are still chasing stuff is because you still need God to quench your thirst. It's not about all the things you can get. It's all about the things that can get in you. You still need God. To quench your thirst. If you're hungry and you're thirsty. The Bible says after righteousness. You shall be fulfilled. So right now guys. I'm saying this to you before I close. You still need God. That's what's missing. That's what's missing. It's not in a husband. It's not in a wife. It's not in a car. Or a house. It's not in money. It's in God Almighty. And when you allow him, guess what? He brings his treasures with Him. This is what we're missing. So I'm here to tell you and encourage you, pursue and recover all. Amen. Praise God. So I'm here to tell you right now, if you're out there and you're in a backslidden condition, that's what David was. When David went out there to hang out with the Philistines and fight with them, he had backslidden. And if you are there right now, don't think you can you can have the blessings of God without God. You can't. Say, God, I repent. And if I don't know it now, I will know it. I'm going to need you. And I ask you, Lord, feel me. Cleanse me and forgive me from all unrighteousness that I might serve you and I might be what you want me to be. Guys, share this. Subscribe. Why should you look down at the numbers right now? I can't even see them. But look down at the numbers. Look how many people are online right now and look how many people have liked it. I'm even talking about members. Let's pick it up, guys. Let's pick it up. Let's don't take things for granted. That like button you should be hitting and it should be going up. Subscribe so you can always find us. Pray for us. Amen. Pray for us. And by all means, if God has tugged your heart about being part of this debt-free challenge, get involved. Get involved. And if it's a struggle and you feel some kind of way and you feel that thing is pulling on you, I told you we was going to need detox. I told you. But if you don't see it, keep it moving. Amen. We're not like that. We're not getting ready to put you under pressure. So I hope that you were blessed by the word of God. I hope that you continue to stay with us, covenant with us. Don't just come on and make a comment or two. Join yourself with us, covenant with us. So you know that it's a corporate anointing around you and whatever you do and whenever you do it and however you do it and for how long you do it, you know, then you can keep it real.